Crawl. I am reporting to you, not live, no longer in my closet. Um, I don't know. I So I did all this effort to like move all of my recording stuff out into my like office. I'm using air quotes. It's not, uh, it's an office area. You know what I mean? Like I have like a really big living room. So I just like took the back part and made it like, a, like where I put my desk and where I put all my like whatever. Right. And so it took a lot of effort to move it all around and I like it. I like the setup. It's just, I thought it would be a lot more comfortable and it's not like, it's not a lot more comfortable. It's just, it's taken a lot to get used to. I don't know. There was like something like private about going into that closet for, you know, like it's been like two years, almost, almost fucking three years, man, that I've been doing that. Isn't that wild? It's banana pants. So hi, hi everyone. Um, I'm trying to adjust. You would think I would do this before I hit record and I did, but then I decided to put my feet up and I'm like, oh, it's not as comfortable. Hi. Uh, I appreciate all of your patience. Um, I've been kind of dropping the ball a little bit the last few months on recording. I, I, uh, I mean, I know you guys understand I've had, uh, quite a bit of, uh, quite a bit of loss in the last few months. Um, and last week I had, uh, so last week I, I had, was supposed to go to a funeral. My friend Cassie that I told you about, she had a few, her funerals last Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. And I was, you know, I was going to go to San Diego right afterwards and, you know, see, uh, Ali and his family, um, for Thanksgiving. Right. And, and where the funeral was, was like halfway between my place and Ali's. So it would just be perfect. Right. And so the plan was to do that. And it was like, and I, so I woke up Wednesday morning and I got ready and I was like getting ready and I was packing. And then I was slowly, slowly. And the more, the closer it got to leave, the closer I literally was like, I can't do this. Like, I just can't. And I was going to get up super early and record one crawl space. And then I was just like, you know what? I think it's okay. It's the day before Thanksgiving. You're on your way to a funeral. It's okay not to record, right? So I gave myself a pass at that. One weird thing, not weird, one cool thing, like growth thing that's been happening recently. Like more and more. I also lost my inhaler and insurance company won't let me re or like re up it until the first. And so it's been a week. And now like, you know, the first like four days I was kind of fine. And now I'm like, oh man, oh, breathing's bad again. Fucking America, bro. Um, but uh, so I, yeah, I like I, I, the weird thing about like the growth lately and not weird, cool thing about the growth lately. It's funny. I say weird when things are good and I say funny when things are bad. The funny thing is, and then I say something really fucked up. Um, but is that like, I've been so easy on myself and I, you know, notoriously I'm, I'm pretty, I beat myself up quite a bit and I've worked really hard in the last few years to like change those tapes and I'm really noticing them recently. Um, so I like, yeah, I, I woke up and I was just like, you know, you don't have to record a crawl space. It'll be fine. It's the day we, it's holidays and you're, you're supposed to go to a funeral. And then like the closer that I had to leave in order to be on time, the more I just was like, I don't think I can do this. I was like, I just can't, I don't think I can go to any more sad shit. You know, like I just like, like I, I'm at my cap, like where, and it's not, and I feel, I felt really guilty and you know, I reached out to some, some healthy friends of mine, you know, um, I really only have those now, which is wild. Um, but I reached out and was just like, I don't know if I'm looking for like encouragement to go to this or permission to not go to it. But like, I just, like, I literally couldn't do it. And you know, it's not like I didn't know, like, it's not like I knew her family and her family was like, where the fuck is Kim? You know, like literally nobody knew I was going, I was invited by, you know, um, friends, of course. Um, but I just, 
I just couldn't do it. And I, and I opted to just take care of myself and go to sleep. And I slept for like five hours, which was a, a, a rough mistake driving to San Diego. I was like, Oh, I'll just take the train. Train was sold out. It took me like four hours to get to San Diego, but I just slept. And, and you know, and I, like, as I'm saying it out loud, I feel a little guilty about that, that I didn't show up for my, my friend. But I also know that funerals are for the living. And if, like they're for your closure, you know what I mean? Like, and I can honor my friend Cassie in my own way and also take care of myself. And it was just like the first time I think ever in my life, I, I opted like self preservation or like, you know, taking care of my self care over, um, making sure everybody wasn't mad at me, like in something like major, you know? And I, I do, I look at it and I'm like, ah, oh, man, should I have gone? But I'm like, well, you didn't go. So there's no, but I just, I slept, I, I slept and I need that damn inhaler. And, um, it's just so funny. It's like, they're like, oh, you're not allowed to get it for one more month. And I, I could sit on the phone. I might do that after this actually, cause the breathing got really bad this morning. So I might just call Kaiser and be like, Hey, it got stolen. even though I probably just left it at a bar, but, uh, oh my God, it's been a wild a wild week. It's been like the weirdest. So, uh, on Monday night, I don't know if I've told you guys this, but lately I've been bombing. Oh man, I've been bombing hard. Like that's, that means I've been doing really bad on stage. And you know, I, I, I've run into this new, this, this like pattern in my life recently. And I don't know if this is relatable, but like, uh, this pattern in my life where I'm fine. You know, like, and by bombing when I'm on stage, I do fine. Like people laugh, you know, they like it, like everyone has it. Like I'm, I do good. You know, after the set, I always have some random person come up and be like, you were my favorite and we love you. You know what I mean? Like I always get followers. I get all this stuff you're supposed to get when you're done off stage. Right. But I feel like I'm bombing and I couldn't really pinpoint why. And I reached out to a few of my comic friends and they're like, oh, it usually either means that you're bored with your material, you're bored with the venues you're doing and you're not like taking enough risks. And I've like, I've come up with this with a lot of things in my recovery, in this podcast, in my career, on stage, my book, like everything, like I've like hit the wall in like where I can go without taking a big risk somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, I, like I've hit a wall, like I could keep doing what I'm doing and I'll be fine. But like, if I want to hit the next level, I'm going to have to get out of my comfort zone again. And I'm going to have to, you know, go to stages that make me uncomfortable and go, you know, uh, send my book to publishers. Cause as you guys know, I'm trying to get, um, it like in a bookstore and like, you know, just like the next level is just a lot of risks and it's just really scary and it's just really uncomfortable. And so Monday night I had a show in, uh, LA. Um, and it's at a venue that I always perform at. Like I, there's, there's several producers that do Monday night comedy at this bar. Um, so funny, this bar I've had so much, I, I like, I've had so many, I've been like I went on a date when the bar, it's called the Oaks Tavern. It's in Sherman Oaks. And it, it, uh, I went on a date in my early, early twenties, uh, when it was the green frog and it was this like divey fucking bar, um, with this dude that, uh, ended up ghosting me. I think I told you that you guys, this story a long time ago. I don't know. Maybe we'll sidebar and tell that story in a little bit. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Cause it's a wild fucking story. And I'm pretty positive. I told you guys this like two years ago. Um, 
Oh, I'm having such a hard time breathing, dude. I think you guys, I, I think you guys are right. And by you guys, I mean the voices in my head who are like, call Kaiser, get a fucking inhaler. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't feel like arguing with a doctor, a doctor who's basically told me that all of my stuff, um, the COVID either it's just COVID. That's all they keep saying. It's just long haul COVID. There's nothing we can do. And, uh, and meanwhile, my buddy has uh, long haul COVID and he's had it for three months and his doctors uh, immediately put him in a research study to like help him. Mine are like, eh, we don't know what to tell you. And I've even, ch- I don't know. But so years ago when so when I was when I was like 22 I was friends with this girl um I her name was like April yeah April uh it, I, she's long out of my life so I, I don't know if she's listening to this hey girl uh you were a scary terrible friend back in the day um but so I so I started dating this guy this frat boy um I think it was John I think I don't know but I, I started like we went on a couple of dates and our first date was a group date where my two friends and then April didn't have a date and then my two friends were there who were together. And then John and I, so we went to the green frog and then we, I don't know. I think we just, I mean, I think it was like the diviest, diviest bar, right? Like peanut shells were on the ground. It was like, I mean, that's my, up my alley. I love those kind of bars. And, um, so we, you know, a great date, right? He's, he brings me roses. It's all very cute. Um, you know, I go home that night. He, you know, I don't think he didn't kiss me, but he like, it was just very like cute and innocent. Right. And then a few days later, his fraternity had a, um, like a party where, you know, we were 21 and I lived next to UCLA. So we had a party where he invited me and I invited April. And I think maybe we hung out one other time and he hadn't kissed me yet. We like we went on like a couple of dates and he still hadn't kissed me. Right. And I was just like, does this guy like me or what? And so we go to this party and I tell April that this, you know, this guy hasn't kissed me. I don't really understand. And by the way, April is not the type of friend that you ask for stuff because, and I didn't know, know that at the time. And I also didn't, I mean, I found out later through various other things. Like I later had a boyfriend that she tried to sleep with. Like she just was not a very good person. Um, but this, I had no idea until like, this was like pre- the first time I would have found out if that she was like, not a person you like ask for stuff for. Right. But I didn't find out what happened for like 10 years. So, oh my God, can you hear? And also my, like the weird thing about this mic is now that I'm not like isolated, I feel like I can hear everything, but I recorded uh, a fine yesterday with Jeff for our Patreons. And, um, he was like, no, your sound sounds great. And I'm like, man, I can hear literally everything that's happening in my apartment. And I don't understand why. Um, so, and also my breathing is just dude, but I can't. Okay. So we go to the party and she's like, oh, and we're like, she and I are like dancing and I see John and you know, we like hug and we're like, you know, cutesy 21 year olds who like each other. Right. And so I'm dancing and she's like, I'm going to go talk to him for you. And I don't know, you know, he's 21. I mean, if a friend now was like, I'm going to talk to the dude you like while you dance, I would be like, that's okay. I'm also 40. So that's a very different, different timeline. But like, she was like, I'm going to go talk to him. And I was like, perfect. So they disappear for a while. Right. And I don't think anything of it. And then, you know, he comes back down and he's like, Hey, um, do you, uh, can we go talk? And I was like, sure. And so we go up and I feel like I recently told this, whatever, here we are. Um, uh, so we go up, we go up to his room, his like fraternity, how he, he was in the fraternity house and he lived there. And I think he had a roommate, which was weird. And I think he, like, he, like they shared a room and there was a bunk bed and a couch and he had the top bunk. Cause I slept in the top bunk that night and his roommate slept below. No worries. We did not do any, we didn't even kiss. Cause what happens next? So we sit on the couch and he goes, look, 
I really like you. I like you a lot. Um, but before we like continue, I think you need to tell me about your past. And I was like, uh, and at this point, mind you, like I hadn't even looked at my dad's stuff. Like I was like deep in denial about what Tom had done, you know, like deep in denial. Like I knew my mom was an alcoholic and had been to jail and rehabs and shit, but that was like, as far as I knew, I also knew my dad made my skin crawl, but I hadn't even looked at that. Right. Like literally like hadn't even looked at that. And so I was like, my past, what do you mean? Like, I don't have a past. And, and he was like, you know, I, I need you to be honest with me. And he's like, I really like you, but I can't move forward if I don't know everything. And I was like, there's nothing to know. And he goes, have you ever been raped? And I was like, no. And he goes, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, real sure. And he's like, honestly, if you can't be honest, if you can't be honest with me, I can't do this. And I was like, dude, no, I've never been like, what? And so it was like super weird. We went back out to the party and then I spent the night, but he like, didn't he like, we like bear, like I like spent the night, but I think we maybe cuddled Like, I can't really remember that. But the next morning he drove me home and I, you know, it was, and he was just like, all right, well, I'll see you soon. And it was so weird. It was like one of, you know, like the, the, like the next morning after a one night stand where you both know you'll never see each other again, except for he and I were going on dates and hadn't kissed at all. Right. So it was like that weird, like that, that weird tension in the car where it's like, oh, so we, like we made a mistake, you know what I mean? And, but there, it wasn't that, but he drops me off and I literally, I never talked to him again for the next 10 years. I run into him 10 years later. And at this point, April's long out of my life, right? After she tried to sleep with my boyfriend, I knew that she was just trying to hurt me. And I knew that being hurt would, it's a long psychological 23 year old Kim thought she was real clever. It was like, I don't care, April, Ben and I are strong now, <laughs> something like that. Like you, you didn't, you didn't hurt me. And then she got really mad that I wasn't hurt by the whole situation. And then we stopped being friends. Um, and then a few years before the John thing, so like a few years after she tried to, she had a baby, I think. I don't know, my friend Sarah and I went over to meet the baby and she showed us her birth video, but not like her vagina. She just showed us like they, someone took a video of her face giving birth and she played that for us. And I don't, this is so fucking weird. And I, I'm really just using names, but I like, these are such like, I don't even remember these people's last names or mayor. Like, you know what I mean? But like, so my friend and Sarah is still one of my dearest, oldest friends, but we go over there and she's like, do you want to see my birth video? And Sarah and I are like, um, like not really, but like, if you need us to, <laughs> you know, like we didn't say that we were both like, okay. But in our heads, we're like, oh, I don't want to do that at all. It sounds like a nightmare. So she shows us the video. It's not of her vagina. It's just of her face in like grueling pain for like 45 minutes while she sits like two feet from the TV. Sarah and I are on the couch, right? Like a normal distance from the TV. And she is in front of the TV, like two, like two feet, just staring and crying, which, you know, I get that's like when she, you know, was having her baby, the best thing of her life. But like, why are you showing two people that are like, maybe friends, you know, I mean, we were good friends, but then we hadn't seen her for years. And then this was kind of our, like, let's give her another shot. Sarah and I drove home in silence that day. And then finally one of us went, I feel like I don't want to talk about it. I know. I just, I don't want to talk about it. Like we were both, and we were young, you know what I mean? Like young. So it was just so traumatizing, I guess. So I hadn't seen it. So, you know, shortly after I never saw April again, I think after that. And then, um, you know, after the boyfriend thing, I, you know, we were never friends, like, like we were never close again, you know? So I, so I hadn't went, by the time I ran into this John guy, it was like 10 years later and I hadn't seen April in like five, 
at minimum, probably more, you know, I'm, I'm, as you know, if you're a listener of this, I am very bad at time frames. <laughs> like I'm like, all right. So that was 2015. Like I remember years of stuff happening, like significant things. You know what I mean? Like I'll remember 2022 as like the year of like the most loss ever. Um, and 2018 was pretty bad. Same with 2015. So I remember those because I remember like the big, like I'll always remember Henry died in 2022, right? So I like, I'm bad at timelines though. So I, I like, so I'm out at a bar and I run in to John and he's, you know, he's doing great. I'm doing great. We're, we have a drink. We're laughing and I, you know, we, we got along really well back in the day. And that's why, you know, we were going on dates because we liked each other and we got along really well. So we're having a great time and we're laughing and we're whatever. And finally I was like, dude, I have a question. And like, look, it's been years. So obviously I don't care. You know, like, obviously I'm not like, I haven't been like pining over you for 10 years, wondering why the fuck you left. You know, I just like, you just, you had that weird conversation with me and then you never talked to me again. And I just want to know like, what the fuck happened? Right. And he goes, look, I thought about it for like, he's like, I felt guilty about that for years, years, but you have to understand. I was just going, he, start, he was just starting a Pepperdine law school in the fall. And he's like, I was going to, you know, I was going to Pepperdine soon. And I wanted to be a lawyer and I had like my whole life ahead of me. And I just couldn't date a girl that had that kind of baggage. And I was like, what kind of baggage? By the way, at this moment, I sort of know about my dad. I, I, I don't think my dad's out of my life at this point, but like I'm gearing up to figure out how to get him out. So I'm like, I'm like, what baggage? Again, like all I think is my dad makes my skin crawl and my mom's an alcoholic. Those are the only two big baggage. Like, I mean, obviously I uncovered way more years later, but at the time I still was like, I didn't really have that much baggage. And I'm like, what baggage, man? And he's like, uh, he's like, well, you know, your, your friend told me what happened to you. And I was like, what did she tell you? Because <laughs> I'm like smiling because I'm like, oh man, what did this bitch say? And this is what she pulled him in the bedroom and instead of being like, why haven't you kissed my friend or whatever 22 year old girls do to like, like, do you like her or not? You know what I mean? She pulled him in the bedroom and told him that I was quote, brutally gang raped, brutally, not just raped, not just gang raped, brutally gang raped. And I, he said that and I, and I like, I started laughing and I know, and obviously I don't find that stuff funny, but just like, what a fucking ludicrous thing. Like what a weird and like to like sabotage someone like that harshly, right? Like she's like, I'm gonna break him up. I'm gonna really freak him out, right? And I just started laughing and he goes, I'm so sorry. He's like, I, I understand. I liked you a lot. I just, I couldn't have that kind of baggage. And I was like, dude, I've never been gang raped or brutally gang raped, not even regularly raped, right? Like I'm like, what? And again, little did I know all this stuff I had like hadn't, hadn't uncovered yet, but I was just like, and I, and he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, that, that brought like she, and I found out years later that I, I collected, like I would attract crazy women in my life. Like there, there, like there was, I've had at least three women in my life that like have actively tried to ruin my life but while pretending to be my friend. And I, you know, I've, I know those red flags now. I know I'd, I don't need to go to chaos for love, but you know, back then it was like, that's all I knew. It was just chaos. And so this bitch was going around trying to ruin my life and while being like, I'm your best friend. And I was like, yeah, that, that woman, that woman, you know, a year later was trying to sleep with the guy I was with. Um, yeah, she just, she just really didn't like that. I was happy. It was like doing everything she can to get me up. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, well, 
And he's like, so what are you up to? I'm like, yeah, I won't, I wouldn't date a guy who would dump a girl over that. Like that, that isn't, that's not, but it, but so the bar I told jokes at, we're back to the thing, the bar I told jokes at. So I was there when I was 22 and it, it, uh, was the green frog. And then, uh, my, my best friend, Sarah, uh, the one in the story where we watched, uh, April's birth, uh, her boyfriend, baby daddy, um, never got married that's important because he's trash but uh but you know pardon me um but he he and his partner uh his good friend decided to remodel the green frog bought the green frog remodeled it and made it off kilt and his partner i went on a couple of dates with um a couple of dates with i won't say his name though his name is not like generic but um, we, he took me there and he poured shots of Jameson down my throat all night and I got shit housed. I mean, shit housed, like, like not cute drunk. And I, I guess I like made fun of one of the waitresses. I don't really know, but he got really mad and then he dumped me. And, uh, Sarah's boyfriend was like, yeah, dude, you can't pour shots of alcohol down girl's throat. You got to like take care of them. You shouldn't try and get them as drunk as you can. Cause that usually backfires. It rarely ever ends in you guys getting laid, by the way, trying to get us as drunk as you can. That also is like when there's a, there's the blurry consent line, but we were young and not, we were young, but like that was his goal, I think was to get me really drunk and then I'd get loose. But instead I got mean <laughs> and, uh, oh man, uh, he also was on the fence about me anyway. Cause one time he had, he passed out at work, I guess. And he said it's because he had a fatty liver. I don't, there's holes in this story. This guy drank a lot, right? So I think it probably had more to do with him drinking all the time, but he passed out and his, his doctor was like, yeah, you have like this layer of fat around your liver. And I'm like, well, how does that happen? And he goes, well, you know, I drink two to three gallons of milk a week. <laughs> I was like, what? Two to three gallons of milk a week. That is, that is horrifyingly disgusting and I also thought it was really funny so I used to send him pictures of my because I would be like milk is something that you you know everyone likes milk I guess but that's something you enjoy I mean I don't I haven't had real milk in years like milk like just as like a cup of milk um but he, this, this dude would just drink cups of milk Would just like he bought like gallons of milk just to like drink a cup of it and I know I don't know I'm sure people will well dm me and be like I like cups of milk <laughs> I don't know I just and I and I always tell him I would be like look it's fine if you like milk but it needs to be something you enjoy in the privacy of your own home like in a closet with like your door your, your blinds closed you know what I mean uh it's two 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 and I hit two, two, two um, on the recording. Isn't that fun? I like, I like number stuff. So, uh, and I just noticed that, but, <clears throat> and so, and that guy, and that guy also, so I used to like pour a cup of milk and then take a picture of myself and be like, don't want to turn you on. That guy hated me. Uh, the Valentine's day before, uh, when he liked me, but before we went out on like the drunken off kilt night, he sent me his happy Valentine's day to me was happy Valentine's day. Fucker. I have decided in the last week and I know it took me to 40. I am done. I have, I, I, I attract the worst dudes and I know it's me. I know I'm a common denominator. Like most people see these guys and they're like, no, nah, I'm good. And I'm like, well, maybe, and I'm done. And I'll tell you why. Cause something wild happened on last Monday. It was, it was like wild, but, um, it all ties in together. Right. And I know a couple of weeks ago I said I was going to talk about imposter syndrome. 
I will be recording next week's episode today for the Patreon supporters, um, supporters, subscribers. I don't know what uh, Patreon people. Thank you for being subscribers. I think it is. Um, so you'll have early access to it, but I will be talking about the imposter syndrome because it has been something that has been such a weird eye opening common denominator in the last two months that has just sent me uh, over the edge, not bad over the edge, kind of bad over the edge, but like growth over the edge. Right. So, but this is, this whole story is, and, and yeah, there is part of me that's afraid that a lot of the people that are, that are in this story are going to listen to this podcast. There is part of me. Cause like, but then it's also like, you know, if you don't want to be a part of a comedian's stuff, like don't be shitty, you know what I mean? And yeah, don't be shitty. Uh, but it like, okay, I'll get back to it. So, so I realized in the last like two weeks that I'm like, I can't uh, no more. Like, unless, unless a person comes to me and they completely wow me, I'm totally fine riding this thing out alone. I know that that's not going to happen, but I'm just like, oh man, or until I figure out how to be attracted to not trash cans, uh, which, you know, we're still working on going to therapy. It's not as easy as it may sound. Um, especially like, I know a lot of people are like, well, you can just go to therapy. Like you can like find sliding scale. I don't want to just go to some random broad and, or dude and like talk to them. I want someone qualified for my specific trauma. Right. Cause I would really, I, I think that again, I think I've hit a plateau, um, and a wall as, uh, you know, and just everything in my life of like, this is as far as I can go until I start making real risks and changes. And it's, really hard and scary. And we'll talk about that too. I've so I, th- like this podcast right now is how my brain and my life is right now. Like I have so much to talk about and so much to do that. I'm like, I just want to nap. And I restarted watching the walking dead. Don't judge me. Okay. Don't judge me. The walking dead is like my safety blanket, right? I love it. Also real quick sidebar. The first season when they're all in that camp together before Andrea's sister dies, uh, did anybody else notice that there's like five or six other like background actors that are just there too? I thought it was just the, like the 10 of them. And I've, I've watched the walking dead. This will probably be my fourth or fifth time going through maybe fifth to be fair. I've had COVID three times. So three of those times I had COVID and then the first time was, you know, the first time. So I think this is the fifth time that I'm going, Oh man, should I be embarrassed about that? I don't know. I'm not, but you know, there's sometimes you're like, is that embarrassing? Should I, oh, whatever. But there, I was like, we're four, this is my fifth time. And I'm like, there's random other people and they're just standing in the background. They're not any, but like their background, but normally in this kind of thing, the background actors are at least like coupled up or like actors. There's like three people that are just standing there deadpan watching the violence happen. I don't know. I, I'm losing my shit. Okay. So yeah. So then, then, uh, someone bought off kilt and now it's called the Oaks Tavern and the Oaks Tavern is the first place I ever hosted a bar, like a show. First time I've ever hosted anything ever. Uh, my friend Ryan Talmo years ago at like 10 years ago started a, a show there and with like a group of us and I hosted there for the first time. It was also the first place I realized how to bring the audience to me instead of going to the audience. Cause back in the day, like now the Oaks Tavern on Mondays, it's like pretty known that comedy is going to be there. So if you're there, um, most everyone's pretty quiet. Like there's sometimes there's like one guy in the background. It's like, oh, I don't know there's going to be comedy and I'm just going to be a dick, but everyone else is like, oh, there's comedy. We'll watch comedy. Right. But back in the day, it was like, 
we're going to stand in the corner with a microphone while a loud bar screams in the background. Right. And so just as a new comic, it's so scary and you like, and it's so, and it's not, and I do that now, you know, you'll go to these bar shows where like, you're like, they're kind of paying attention. They're amused at best. You know, they're loud. They're like, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? And, but you're, you're secure in your comedy ways that you just know either I'll get them. And if I don't get them, well, I'll get them next time. You know what I mean? But when you're new, it's like, well, it's horrible. It's horrifying. And I remember the first time. So I, it was right after I peed that dude's bed and I've told that story many different ways, many like in my book and on stage, um, it's on TikTok. but like I, so I, it was right after I peed that dude's bed. Right. And I, I was out drinking, um, with some comics and we went to the, and I had a show there and we went over there afterwards and I was drunk when I went on stage and I like, and I, and it, and like not hammered, but like I was tipsy. Right. And I realized I was like, oh, I don't care if they listen to me. Like, I'm just gonna, like, I don't need to like beg them to listen to me. And I literally was just like, you know what? No one's listening to me. I'm going to tell a story how I pissed some dude's bed the other night. And slowly I got every one of them to listen. And then that's when that bit was born where I'm like, oh, I should, you know, write this into a bit or whatever. And that was the first time. So the Oaks Tavern was like the first time where I realized like, the, like you, you bring them to you. You don't go to them, you know, like a good comic, if that makes sense, doesn't like go to the back of a room. It's like, Oh, you make people want to come up to you. Um, and, uh, my, my, my friend who is a manager friend, he and I talked about that a while ago, right before the world ended when we were at some crazy bar show (laughs) that same thing. It was like, you, you bring them to you. And if they don't come to you, you know, you know what I mean? Like the desperate trying to go to that, whatever. But, and then my first hosting was there too. And Talmo, God love him, but I bombed. I, I mean, like the, the audience hated me, hated me. And like midway through the show, Talmo goes, they hate you. And I was like, yeah, dude, obviously I know. But like, why don't you tell me that after the show? Because I still have to go back up there like nine more times. And man, they had every time I went up there, I was like, hi, it's me again. I will get out of your hair. Uh, next comic is coming up. You know, like they like visibly, like they would be clapping and happy. And then I'd get up there and they'd be like this bitch. They hated me. And that's the other thing that I learned. Um, the other, I, we, uh, the woman who, uh, Elena, um, God, what is her last name? Fisher, I think. I'll look it up. But uh, she produces this great show. And she's very funny. Um, this is the show I did on Monday and we were talking about like how, how it's evolved being a female comic. I did a show, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago and the host brought me up as, I mean, his intro, his intro for me was maybe a minute and he's, he let them know I was a girl like five times in that minute. Uh, next comic, she is a girl, um, a female comic. So we will be having a female comic. <laughs> and it was like, what the fuck? That hasn't happened to me in years. When I first started doing comedy, the amount of times I would get brought up as the next woman coming to the stage, she's so fucking hot. I'd fuck her, you know? And then everyone would be like, woo. And that was like, when I first started doing comedy, that was like, we didn't like it, but it was just like, that's normal. That's, or the amount of times I'd walk in a room and I didn't know anybody. And I, you know, I remember one time a friend, um, he had to cancel a spot at this like bar show. And so he told the producer that I would, I was funny and that I could take his place and the producer's like, fine. So I show up and I, I, you know, it was a boys club anyway. And I walk up to these guys and I don't, I mean, I know comics will be like, who? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. It was 10 years ago. I don't remember, but I walk in the room and, uh, you know, I was like, hi, I'm Kim Crawl. I am replacing so-and-so. Um, 
and they all just like looked at me and I was like, oh yeah. And you know, I'm trying to like talk to them. Like we're people, you know, we're humans. Let's talk. And they, they gave me the coldest shoulder, right? The coldest shoulder. And of course, probably the next comic is a girl. Give it up for Kim Crawl, right? Like that sometimes is like the next one's a girl. Uh, you know, do your best to listen to it. Cause you know, women are funny. Um, but, uh, so he, yeah. So he like, uh, he, um, what am I saying? Oh yeah. And then after I got off the stage that, that day that I was replaced, I, and the, the guys who gave me like the weird cold shoulder came up to me afterwards and they were like, hi, I'm so-and-so you're like really funny. And they like, then they talked to me, but it's it, like, as a, back then it's like, if you're a male comic, you already had their respect because you were a comic if you're a female comic. And that was just my experience. And the more I'm talking to it with my other female friends who were comics, same thing. And it's, but it's just evolved so much because it's not really like that anymore. And it's rare when it's weird when you run into it, right? Like, uh, and I typically won't do those shows. Like I, I, a guy a couple of years ago, oh, he was so creepy. And he, I mean, so fucking creepy. He, he played everyone up to, um, uh, Eminem songs. So everyone got played up to Eminem songs, except me. I got played up to, uh, I want to sex you up. And his intro was like, ah, oh, this woman's so hot. And I was just like, what the fuck? And so, and then I'm sitting and I'm watching the show and, and it was one of those nights where like, I was, I was one of the funniest ones on there. Like I should have left that venue high as a kite because I did so well, but I left feeling dirty and ashamed and gross. And I couldn't, and I called a friend and I, a comic friend and I was, and they, and you know, I was telling them all this, this story about how creepy this producer was and how awful and this host producer, how awful it was. And my friend goes, well, how was your set? And I was like, I did really well. And I, I, I can't even enjoy that. So I like was sitting up in the front row, front row, front row and, uh, you know, supporting whatever it was a small room. So I was like su supporting and, uh, the host producer was sitting at the table with me, like sat down at the table with me and, uh, you know, every few minutes would text me how hot I looked. And I like, I would look at it and I'd look at the text. He would look at me and he'd like point to the phone and be like, check your phone. And I'd look at the phone and be like, you look so hot tonight. And I would just look at him and I would just like politely like nod and then go back to the, the show. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And then um, my friend who is a very funny comic came to support me and the show. And I was going to introduce him to the producer because he was like, yeah, I'd like to be on this show. I'm like, cool. I'll introduce you to the producer. So I go over and um, and I was like, you know, so-and-so, this is my friend. And the producer goes, and I was like, he's, you know, and this guy, my friend is like a pretty well-known, like established guy, tours the country, writes for big people, like someone that would be rad to be on your show. And he's like, hey man, what's up? And I was just like, all right, well, we're going to take off. And he goes, oh, now that your boyfriend's here, you're going to leave us. And I was like, well, not my boyfriend. And also what? Like what? And like, I left that show feeling so, and, and, and now like that, right after that, I just went home, unfriended that guy, blocked him and was like, I'm good. And I, you know, I know some people are like, why don't you say something? And it's like, well, people who said that are probably dudes. Um, cause it's scary. And if I, if I say something, sometimes it is, you know, she's difficult and you know, the tides are turning. And I realized that the last few weeks that like I, ha that hasn't happened to me in a very long time, like years, um, where it was just like, okay. And then, you know, it was, it was just an odd, <laughs> and I was like, I got up there and I was like, yep, I'm, I'm a girl. Hey everybody. You know, like I have credits. Yeah. It was just, it was just odd. But, and the woman who produced the show on Monday 
we were talking about how different it's, how it really is changing and how great that is and how, you know, how grateful we're now in an environment where women are like funny, <laughs> you know, I mean, we've known that the whole time. Right. But now like, it's like, not like she's funny for a girl or like women aren't funny except for these three people, you know, like it's like changing, like women are very funny and, uh, it was rad. So Monday night I have this show, right? Monday night I have this show. Uh, are we all following? I feel like this has been a 35 minute story. I mean, this is how every podcast is, right? Cause I, I have another sidebar to explain. We'll get to the jokes, but I have another sidebar to explain. So last, so at dudes, my friend dude, um, who passed away his memorial, um, God, yeah, it's been two weeks. God, it's been two weeks. That's wild. So two weeks ago was dudes uh, memorial. Right. And afterwards my buddy and his friend were there. Um, we'll call his friend. I don't know. I'm not good at nicknames. I'm so bad at it. So we'll just call him the friend. Okay. So the friend, so we go like my buddy and the friend live close by to where dude's memorial is. You know, it's like two in the morning and I have a problem, um, that, you know, like I don't go out much and you know, the nights that, and then, you know, there are nights like Monday, I have like two drinks and I go home and it's fine. But there are some nights where if it's a party party, I'm like, we should go out until 5am. We should go out till 5am. I don't do drugs. So I don't know how I stay up to there. Cause I'm 40. And, and even though the voice in my, my head is like, girl, you know how this goes tomorrow and the next day are going to be a nightmare. You're going to be tired. It's going to take you two days. And I'm like, voice, it's fine. We're going to die soon. You know, like we're never, we're not going to live forever. We might as well like go out and live in the moment, whatever. Never a good idea. But I, you know, I don't have a very strong track record of listening to that voice. Um, most days I do, but nights like where you're already out, it's two in the morning and then someone's like, want to go back to my house and we'll hang out more. I'm like, yeah, I do. And you know, those nights are always awesome. And I'm grateful for those nights. You know, those nights are rarely like not great, you know, so it is great to have those nights. But so we go back to my buddy's house and you know, the friend and I are flirty, flirty, flirty. We kiss. Um, I spend the night, but we, we share this like couch and we like basically like head to toe. And I don't know why, cause drunk him at five in the morning was like, I probably won't take an Uber at five in the morning. I'll just sleep on this very tiny couch with this dude. Uh, and then I woke up in the morning and it was so uncomfortable and I kept trying to get comfortable and kept trying to get comfortable. And finally I'm like, take an Uber home. What are you doing? You have a bed like six minutes away, which is, that's just a funny, like, I just thought that was funny. So and then that Sunday, I, you know, the friend and I had texted a little bit and the friend was kind of going through something, this guy, right? The guy was kind of going through something and, and I was like, and he's like, you know, I'm not looking for anything serious, but you know, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, whatever. I like spending time with you. And I'm like, dude, I am like, this is probably the most grief I've ever been through in my life. Like I'm, I haven't even really fully mourned Henry, let alone like the eight bodies afterwards. Right. So I'm like, I've got like nine bodies around me right now. So I'm cool. Just like nothing. I don't, I'm not looking for anything serious either. I'm fine. Whatever. Let's just hang out. So that Sunday they come to the Bronco bar, right? And they come to the Bronco bar and this dude, so Sunday, so a week ago Sunday, uh, this dude is holding my hand, meeting all my friends, kissing me, telling me how much he likes me. He said, and I have a new joke about this guy too, which is fantastic. Uh, uh, which includes this. Um, at one point, I'm holding a glass of wine and he has one of my hand, the other hand in both of his. And he looks me in the eye and he goes, you're like this glass of wine. You shouldn't be contained, but you need to be. <laughs> I'm like, 
what the fuck does that even mean? And I was like, what? Get off of me, right? Like, I couldn't have been meaner to this guy too, but he like, the, like he was just like, you're so cool. And I'm like, I'm not cool. What is happening? But he was cute and I liked him. And you know, the point of it is we were holding hands and kissing. He walks me to my Uber. We text all night, not all night, but we text most of the night. You know, the next day I'm meeting my buddy at Elbow Room and I text him and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be at Elbow Room. And he's like, I will come. I will, I'm on my way with my, our, our mutual friend, right? So he shows up with our mutual friend, the guy. So 24 hours later, we're at the, we're with a mutual friend and uh, our, our other, our, you know, and they bring two girls, uh, two girls that I've met before that are our friends, friends, right? And I tell one of the girls that I, I've barely met, but I know of, you know, I like, like he's kind of not paying as much attention to me as he did the day before. And I was like, oh man, I'm like, I'm kind of bummed. I liked that guy. And this girl goes, uh, she goes, and I don't want to use names because these people are not anonymous people. Um, she goes, oh, she goes, he likes you. Don't worry. He likes you. So this broad, uh, he goes, this broad's important from the story. So after she's like, he likes you. And then they're all like, we're going to go to this other bar and sing karaoke. You should come. Right. So the guy, the dude, uh, that I was holding hands and kissing with was like, yes, come. So we go to the other bar and, uh, he leaves, to, he leaves to go home with the broad. Who's like, don't worry. First of all, the broad was like, we're going to call her the broad. The broad was like, I really like, I want to be your friend. Like she's telling me how much she wants to be my friend. She's like planning friend outings. And then I tell her, I like the guy and she's like, oh my God, he likes you too. And literally an hour later she hits on him and they go fuck <laughs> like, and like I, and here's the deal. It sucked, right? I mean, like it sucked just cause like nobody wants to feel that level of rejection, right? Like ego wise. And also it's just like, it, like literally dumbfounded. I was dumbfounded. Cause it's like, I, if I get it, like if you didn't like me and you decided you liked that broad, like there's a, there's like a level, there's like a bare minimum level of decency. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you get the broads number and then you go home with your, with the other guy and then you text me, whatever I, you know, I, I, you know, you're great, but I'm not interested or whatever, but you don't like in front of the girl, like literally 24 hours prior, you were kissing and holding her hand and meeting her friends. Like, and the growth, the growth here is the growth is I, I was like, what a dick I'm, I felt embarrassed. You know, I felt like, you know, all the ego stuff, which I know I'm fine now. It's been a week. I don't, I, I literally don't care, but I, and, and what I did was, so I, I went home, I took an Uber home and I was really upset. I was really mad and I got home and I pulled all of this dude's information up and I just blocked him. We'd been following each other on Instagram, block, went to his phone number, block. And I know that may sound dramatic, but hear me out. A guy like that, a fuck boy, so they call them, a guy like that will come back. He may not come back the next day or the next week, but three weeks from now, that guy will come back and he'll be like, either he'll gaslight me and tell me things like we weren't even together, give me, or he'll be like, I'm so sorry. In some fashion, he'll come back. And like, I just don't care. Like I didn't, I'm like, I don't want to hear like two things. One, I don't want to hear the explanation. I don't care. Like I don't, I don't want to give you any access to my life and I don't want to hear whatever bullshit reason you have for being like not even the bare minimum, you know? And then two, 
I don't know who three weeks from now Kim is going to be. Some, you know, three weeks from now, Kim may be very vulnerable and be like, because I've forgiven a lot, a lot worse. You know what I mean? And I just like, I'm just like, we're good, pal. We're good. And like my friend, our mutual friend, the next day texts me. He's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, your friend hurt my feelings, but I'll get over it. Um, thanks for checking in. And I, cause like everyone's like, wow, you blocked him. And I'm like, yeah, the the bare minimum decency, you know what? I, and like, I'm proud of myself. Cause I normally I would be like, man, and I could still hear that voice in the distance. That's like, maybe if you would have done this, maybe if you would have done that, maybe if you, this, maybe if that, and the bottom line is that guy's a dick. Anyone, you're a dick. You know what I mean? My buddy said he went out with this girl years ago and, uh, he went out with this girl years ago and, you know, they went to like some concert and, you know, he could tell that there wasn't really a spark there and he probably wasn't going to call her again. But after this, after the concert, she goes, do you want to go get a drink? And he was like, yeah, okay, we'll go get a drink. So they get to the bar and um, like within minutes, she starts talking to this other guy on the other side of her at the bar and about an, you know, ignoring him for a while. Finally, she turns and looks at him and goes, you can go home if you want. And like, there's a bare minimum of decency. Like, it's like, yeah, I don't think we had this epic love and I'm not going to be pining over you for the next year. But like, this broad could have just been like, oh, I think I'm ready to go. They drove in separate cars. She could have walked him out to his car uh, and then like, been like, oh, I forgot my purse or I have to go to the bathroom. Nice to, nice to see you or whatever and go back in. You know what I mean? There's just a level of decency that you just don't humiliate someone for no reason. And also... I'm really happy this happened so quickly because this guy, as my buddy pointed out, I went on a hike with my buddy the next day and I was telling him about this. Um, uh, Whitney, you guys know him, friend of the show. Uh, and he and he put it the best way. He goes, you know, that guy gave you a very crucial piece of information very quickly where you might have taken weeks to figure out that he's a he's a trash can. But he gave you that very crucial piece of information like 48 hours after spending time with him. And... All right, so now we're all caught up. So Monday night, Monday night I have a show at Oaks Tavern, this place that I love telling jokes at, this place that I have, have seen, has seen some of my worst bombs and some of my best sets ever, right? So not only do I have that, I kind of have this cold from Thanksgiving. Um, I, you know, I, like I, I have, I, it's really, really frustrating, but I'm starting to live in acceptance in it. Uh, I will pick up every little bug I'm in uh, around. I just will. I take vitamins. I drink a lot of water. I'm, but I, ever since I got long COVID number one, I, I, I am always going to get sick if I'm around something that is, and that sucks. But I, I'm, you know, I'm, it was like two days and now I'm kind of better. I'm a little nasally, but you know, it's not like whatever. So I had this little cold and I kind of was like, ah, not COVID, but I was like, ah, I kind of want to cancel. I've been bombing a lot lately. I don't, you know, I have this like new bit that I want to work out, um, which is a lot about the guy who went home with that girl the week before, like the, the wine, whatever I had, I have a bit about him already. I'm like, I kind of want to work out this bit. And then a new coworker who I'm like, like she's like, you know, when you meet somebody and, and it was funny because I joked with her, I'm like, I feel like we went on a date and now it was a successful date and we'll go on another one, like friend dates, right? I, and and I've gone on a lot of like friend dates where you like you meet someone in comedy or whatever and you're like, oh, we should, we we had a lot of fun tonight. Let's go out and then we'll go and have drinks and afterwards it's like, well, it was nice hanging out with you. Um, see you at the next show. I don't want to be your friend, right? But, the, and this broad, I was like, oh, I really want to be her friend. And she was like, oh, I really want to be your friend. So we, we decided to meet for drinks beforehand, right? And by the way, friend date, um, uh, success. She's awesome. And then her husband, who's also another one of my new coworkers. So it's two new coworkers 
uh, are coming to watch this this show, right? And I'm like, fuck. And when they got there, I was like, just so you know, I, I've just been bombing hardcore lately. So just please don't, uh, please don't um, judge my comedy for this night. And they're both, of course, they're wonderful. They were like, well, we already think you're funny, like in life. So whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, it's been, it's been rough lately, right? And the headliner is a guy who's a dear, dear, Justin Ruppel. I talk about him all the time. Dear friend of mine, but I really, really give a fuck if he thinks I'm funny or not, right? So there's those two pressures, right? And also a, a bombing, as I'm pulling into the parking lot, I'm like, man, you've been bombing a lot lately. And people go, I, I don't know how you guys do this. And I'm like, I think, so the definition of, of insanity is to do something over and over again, expecting different results, right? Like everyone knows that that's the definition of insanity. And that might be the title of this um, podcast, this episode, because it is like, I mean that, like, I mean, it took me, um, Monday night with that guy, like literally doing like one of the rudest, like, like rudest things one can do to someone that you were like, yeah, I like spending time with you, whatever. Right. Um, old Kim would have been like, well, we'll give him another shot. Definition of insanity is to do things over and over again, expecting different results. But with comedy, I've been bombing nonstop and I, and I, I pull in the parking lot and I go, man, the definition of insanity and I just keep doing it, expecting different results. But the wild thing is the people that make it, the people who get success in anything in this world, uh, they're insane. And we like, and it's true, like we, like you bomb over and over and over again until one time you don't. And then all of a sudden there's a spark and then you move, you know what I mean? Like every week I, I, I'm doing this podcast and it's doing fine, right? But like, who knows when it's gonna pop? And every week it's just like, well, maybe I'm expecting, you know, like maybe this is a bad example because I, I, I enjoy doing this a lot and I enjoy doing comedy too. But do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it, like, uh, what was it? Henry Ford, I think. I think he might've been a bad guy, but I'm not sure. He had a lot of, I, I don't wanna know. Um, he was trying to build this car over and over again and failing over and over again. And it's like the definition of insanity, trying it over and over again, expecting different results until one day there are different results, right? I don't know if that makes any sense, but as I was pulling in the parking lot, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're expecting different results. Um, but it's fine. So I, I get in there and I'm like, I hope I don't go first. I've been going first a lot lately too, which is really, which, which has really gotten in my head. And, uh, Elena, the host was like, absolutely not. She's like, no, you, you're going later. I want, I want everyone to be in here. Like, she's like, I, you know, very, very wonderful, complimentary, awesome lady. Right. Funny too. So I'm sitting at a bar with my two new coworkers and in walks this dude that I used to date years ago who is at the end part of my closer. Um, you know how I have that closer where I puke on a dick? Um, I talk about a guy with cankles. Uh, he walks in. And, and and I don't remember why we stopped dating. Uh, I do know I wouldn't date him now. You know, I know like it's not like, but and I don't remember anything bad happening. I think it was just one of those things where we both just sort of stopped calling and no one cared. Right. I can't remember. I don't remember being particularly bummed out about it, but I don't also remember it being like uncomfortable or weird. Um, but he walks in and I'm like, fuck. And I go outside with my, my, my two buddies who are comics. And I'm like, Hey, and one goes, well, just don't do that joke. And the, and I was like, that's my closer. It's he's easy. He's like a one word sentence in it. Right. Like he's like 30 seconds of it. I can take it out in 15 seconds even. And then the other guy goes, do the joke. <laughs> I was like, ah, tonight's already a little uncomfortable. I don't know how bad I want to whatever. Right. So I'm like, I'll just take it out. So I go on stage and I crush guys. 
that that's what this long this is a 50 minute story with a lot of different whatever but I crush I do like I'm back right and and my friend who was like you gotta you're probably bored with your material and he was absolutely right I did most mostly old material that does well but I added new stuff in there and I had fun and I did real and I crushed I crushed I'm gonna be chopping some of it up and putting it on TikTok we're going back to on TikTok in December um October and November were uh, tough months, man. Tough, tough. It's been tough six months. It's been a tough six months, man. But um, I was really enjoying getting on TikTok. So we'll be back on that. But I crushed, right? Crushed. So then uh, my my new friend and I are like, yeah, we're new friends. I think we're getting coffee tomorrow. This She's listening to this. I sound super creepy. Um, uh, but yeah. And then the guy who uh, I slept with or dated or whatever a couple of years ago was like, bye. Nice to see you. He leaves. And then in walks my friend and the broad that guy went home with the other night, the one who wanted, they both walk into the bar and I was like, oh boy, could tonight, like I was, I told Whitney about this and he goes, that sounds like a fucking sitcom. It sounds like a rom-com fucking like one bar, every uncomfortable scenario possible. And my buddy walks in and we hug. And then the girl walks in and you can tell she's like, hi, like I took home the guy that you told me that you liked the other night. We cool. And I was so proud of myself because I just, I reacted exactly how I wanted to when I saw her or that other, the guy again. I know there's a lot of guy and girl in here. I hope I'm, I hope everyone's staying clear or staying on, on track, but I wanted to just be like, hi, good to see you. And like, oh no, we're good. Like, cause that's exactly how we feel. Like I don't, care. I just didn't want to hear an explanation from some fuck boy. That was really what the block was about. Like, I just didn't want to know what, I, and I know I'll see him again. They go into the Bronco bar all the time. I know I'll see him again. And I'll just be like, but I was so proud of myself. Cause I literally, and then I went home, I went home. Old Kim would be like, I'm going to stay here for a while. Have one more drink and like prove to them that I'm fine. And I was like, all right, you know what? You can just go home. Yeah. You, you had a really good night. You're not feeling great. You have a big week. I have a lot going on this week, right? A lot of a lot of work, a lot of catch up. Uh, you know, a lot. Just I have a long, a big week. It's the end of the year. You know, we all. It's a a weird time of the year, and I just went home. I went home. I took off my makeup. I I I read a little, and then I went to sleep. And it was just like, I don't know. Maybe it is true. Definition of insanity because I did do things differently, and I got different results. And I blocked him. I just blocked him. I've never done that before. We're like after one date. Nope. Not, I, I don't do that. Bye. And, and that's been a lot of this year too. Um, I feel like that just ended. It was like very climactic and then anticlimactic. I can't say that word, but um, it was really, it was a weird night and I'm so grateful on top of it. I did well, you know, of course. I mean, and I'm funny and I know that I know I'm funny. Like there, that's not even a, that's not even a question anymore. Like I know I'm funny, um, but just some nights you have off nights and some nights when you have those off nights, every person you've ever met in, the, in your life is in that room. And then for the rest of the time, they're like, I've seen your comedy. Oh, it's funny. The guy I dated, he was like afterwards, he goes, you're really funny. And I go, thank you. And he goes, he goes, this is going to come off. I, he's like, I hope this doesn't come off shitty, but like I haven't, he's like, you're a lot, like you're like a comic now. And, I, and he's like, you're just a lot funnier than you were when I saw you before. And when he saw me before, I was running mouthy pants, which was like basically a drunk workout room, um, like seven years ago. 
And I'm like, yeah, I hope I got funnier since then. Like, that's kind of the, that's the hope, right? You've been doing this for 10 years. Hopefully you keep getting funnier. But he was like, no, no, no. I just mean, and it was a really nice compliment. But like, you know, sometimes you have those shows where everyone you've ever met or a bunch of random people show up and then you just bomb, man. And that's the game. That's part of it. And you know what the thing is that you just get up the next day and you just, you know, you just keep going. You just keep going. And that's what all of this is, you know? Um, yeah, uh, all of this, it's been a, it's been a rough six months. Um, I miss Henry, man. I just, I miss that cat. It's so odd. I mean, I knew I'd miss him, but it's just like this and it's starting to like Lucy and I are starting to like bond in different ways. She still won't let me pick her up, but she, she is sleeping with me every night. Uh, she is sitting with me, you know, uh, we need to pick her up cause we need to go to the vet, but I, I'm trying to just ease her into all of this. But, um, yeah, if anybody has any cat, cat recommendations, how to get your cat not to be totally freaked out by everything. There is an emotionally support stuffed animal that you can get on Amazon that had like purrs and has a heartbeat and is like about the size of Henry. I thought about getting that and just like laying it like, cause I went to Thanksgiving San Diego last week um, for Thanksgiving and then I'll wrap up. It's, I haven't been here in a while. So well, I'll tell you about Thanksgiving real quick. Um, and then I have a cup. I have someone else's poop scoop. And then next week I have someone else's poop scoop. Guys, I don't think you understand how happy it makes me when you send me your poop scoops. I mean, like it makes my day and like, you know how I've had a really rough six months, make my day, send me your poop scoops. Oh, I love them so much, but yeah, so I went, so this will be my one lucky broad, right? So I go, I, I text Ali and you guys know who Ali is. I wonder if he knows that people know who he is because I talk about him so much on my podcast, but, uh, and he doesn't listen to my podcast. He's making, very, he's made it clear. And in a way where he's like, well, I listen to it. Like, he's like, I download it, but like, I don't listen to it because it's like, I could just call you. And I'm like, at least you download it. You know what I mean? But, uh, so like it, it was so, his wife and I are really close. Their kid is just rad. And I've been, you know, I've been best friends with Ali for almost 20 years, um, like 17 years. And, oh man, we, uh, it, it was just like, it was the, I don't know if it was the first time. I mean, we've always been like, we're like family, but this time it was like with his wife and we were just like, we're literally family. Like this is like, they were like, come every Thanksgiving. Cause you're our family. Like, it's like, it's just, sometimes you get sad when you are someone like me or when you're, you know, I, I have a friend who, who's lost both her parents and some, you know, cool shit's been happening to her lately. And she's like, it's hard sometimes because I want to like share it with them. And I'm like, yeah, I feel that way too. Like, you know, when cool shit happens to me, I, I, I don't really have, you know, a family in the, the traditional sense, you know, um, you know, a lot of my battles were fought without parents. All of my battles were fought without parents and all of my successes were rarely shared with them because, you know, they, they had very unhealthy reactions, <laughs> but like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes when you don't have like a real family, when you don't have, and especially this last year, I've, um, you know, sort of distanced myself from a lot of my, you know, my family that is still around just because of they're not healthy and they're not, they're not the type of people I have in my life, you know, and it's hard, but then 
you realize that you do have a family, you know, you do have people in your life that you can like tell this rad shit to, you know, I can't remember what recently happened, but I got something rad. Why can't I remember what it is? Um, but I'm able, I have people in my life that I get to call family that I chose that are as happy for me, if not more than a regular family would be. I don't know. I don't really have one of those that's really happy for you when cool shit happens. Uh, It's usually met with some sort of weird disregard or made fun of or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's never, but like how you like dreamed as a kid, your family, you know, like, and it's just, I'm one lucky broad that like, maybe I didn't have, and maybe I don't have the traditional sense of, what, you know, I wanted as a kid, but I have so much more. I have, I have a place to go all like all the time. Like, like Ali, like right after Henry died, I, I texted him and I was like, can I, you know, Henry died. Uh, may I come there this weekend in a few days? And he's like, absolutely. Whenever you need to come here. And, you know, I was like, I'm really sorry. I only come home when stuff when shitty stuff happens and when I only come home and cause he's, they're my home and I, you know, I'm, I'm one lucky broad that I have that. And I don't know if I articulated that as well as I wanted to, but may, hopefully those of you who needed to hear that, you know, maybe uh, are, are understood it, know what I mean. Um, maybe you don't get the family that, you know, everybody else got, but sometimes you get something so much more and that's really something I'm really grateful for. All right. Are we ready for this poop scoop? Oh my God. I'm so excited. And as you all know, okay, here are the things. Um, I do not read these before. Uh, oh no, I already see some words I may not be able to pronounce, but okay. Uh, I do not read these before I read these live to you. Cause I want, um, you to get my real time reaction. Like I want to enjoy our real time reactions together. So, and number two, I do not say your name unless you specifically say it is cool for you to use my name. Okay. That's it. So I will not use your name. And I also am a, not always the best out loud reader, especially when I have a microphone and I'm nervous. Okay. Here we go. So here's your poop scoop. And, oh, and if you want to send me your poop scoops, which I really encourage, uh, send it to kimcrawlspace at gmail.com. K-Y-M-K-R-A-L-S-P-A-C at gmail.com. S-P-A-C-E. You know what? Yes. Kim Crawl Space. My name, Space. The word. Why do I think that no one understands what I mean every week when I try and explain the email address? Uh, When I first started doing this, I was having people send it to crawlspace at gmail.com. And I didn't realize that uh, my uncle, I think one of the dead ones, I'm not sure. I don't think my, uh, I think my alive uncle has crawl space at Yahoo, I think. I don't know. But like they all had different crawl spaces. So crawl space at Gmail wasn't available. And I forgot that. And I was sending. So a lot of you were sending poop scoops to my uncle for a little bit, which is comedy at its best, right? Okay, here we go. Oh, breathing it out. All right. Years ago, my then boyfriend and I, had the brilliant idea of going to Phoenix, Arizona in the crazy peak of summer heat. Oh my God, yuck. Oh, I hate Arizona. Okay, Uh, it's just so hot. The week before, I decided to try this over-the-counter diet pill a friend told me about. It's called Ali, a.k.a. Orlistat. O-R-L-I-S-T-A-T. I've never heard of it, but diet pill over-the-counter. What they didn't tell me was there were side effects, which I learned the hard way. In the middle of a hundred plus degree day, I thought 
I just had, oh no, I just had sweat on my lower back. This pill separates the oil and fats from what you eat. I had an oil-like discharge coming from my <laughs> and on the back of my, on the back of my khakis. Oh my God. Oh my God. And it's just oily and you're, you've no idea. It doesn't even feel like you're shitting your pants. Okay. Believe believe we were in the middle of walking around with my 93 year old grandfather and he had less poop problems than me. It was so gross. I threw out those pants, the oil and the grease that came out wouldn't even come out of the fabric. Not to mention those pants were tainted forever. That is true. It is hard to wear things after you've pooped in them. Um, <laughs> it's hard to wear things after you've pooped in them. My now husband will sometimes see a pic of me in those khakis and ask, aren't those the pants you shit yourself in? Oh, that's so good. It's also awesome. You have a, that, get yourself a husband. You're allowed to tell all of your pooping your pants stories too, by the way. Oh my God. That's so good. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I have, I, those, those fucking diet pills. I've taken those two before. And like you do, you almost, it's like, like the diet pill is like, oh, um, how you lose the weight is we just make sure you're nonstop shitting everything. You just nonstop shit. And then you're like, well, I can't be nonstop shitting. So there's probably just a fart. And then you shit your pants. Um, oh, it's so good. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone. That is the episode. That was, uh, that was one long story. Next week I'll talk about imposter syndrome. Cause I do have a really long, um, a really long, but I do have like a, a lot of stuff and I'd love to hear people's, uh, thoughts on imposter syndrome and maybe resources too. Cause it's like a real thing. Um, it's like a real thing. Okay. That is the episode. Thank you everyone. Thank you for being here. I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving and having a happy holiday so far. I know it's a really, it's a weird time of year, especially if you are one of those like me, um, that you don't have, you know, like I said, like the family that like, you know, the television and society tell you you're supposed to have. I know it, it, it and, and you know, if you have a, a lot of loss and a lot of, you know, empty seats at your table, it's a, it's a weird time of year. Um, so just be really nice to yourself. Be really nice to yourself and block people who aren't kind to you. Block every single motherfucker that doesn't treat you like the gold that you are. Block them. Um, that's it. Maybe that'll be <laughs> to block every motherfucker that doesn't treat you like a queen that you are. Maybe that's the name of the thing. Um, I'll ask my buddy to vote and we'll see what, I, I don't know what I'm doing now. All right. Uh, this is usually the part of the episode where I start rambling at the end and I'm like, just get off the, just get off the call. This is what happens to me on voicemails too. Okay. My darlings. Um, I love you all. Thank you so much for being here and being patient with my, my lagging on getting episodes out. I hope everyone is staying safe, being kind. I'll see you next week. Bye. Trust me, trust me.